everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support, man. And if you're a brand new listener of March 4th, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod and on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The host site is March4th.podbean.com. All the links will be in the podcast description. Y'all made it here, so you found me somehow. And I greatly appreciate you spending some time with me today, whether you're in the car on the way to work. Or maybe you're taking a fun road trip somewhere. Maybe you're at work, cranking through some stuff, got some spreadsheets going, and I'm in your eardrums or during a workout. Whatever the case may be, man, I just really appreciate all of you guys taking some time with me today and listening to this episode. And it's a fun one, man. I'm coming to you guys from my dining room where I have my setup with all of my podcast stuff in my little mixing board. Shout out Behringer Audio, little podcast studio. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful day right now, man. It's a gorgeous afternoon somewhere outside of Nashville, Tennessee, in my back cave. And I'm just feeling good, man. I'm feeling energized. It's so crazy to me to think that it's already mid-October, that we're closing in on the end of 2021. There's been so much in my life that has happened in these last two years, like I'm sure is the case for all of you. It's just been such a whirlwind, man. But at the same time, it's been so awesome to see live music coming back. Uh, I myself, a couple months ago, had a chance to get out to my first concert in March, April, May, June, July, almost a year and a half. Uh, I saw Alter Bridge with Clint Lowry in, and I think it was Deep Fall, in February of 2020. And it wasn't until July in East Nashville that I saw uh, Sammy Bowler in his band Pharaohs, uh, which was amazing. So yeah, it was it was a long time in between live shows and from the artists that I've had on this show to all of the big concerts that are coming back, you know, with the Slipknots of the World and Kill Switch Engage and uh, Tremonti, Seven Dust. It's just, it's really cool to see a lot of the bands that I love going back out and doing the things that they do and doing what they love to do. You know, bands like Dropout Kings, Saving Vice, shout out to those guys who are on the road as we speak. Uh, so if you haven't checked out those episodes, make sure you go dig in the archives, man, whether you listen to the show on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Podcast Addict, Google Podcast, you know the drill. Go go look up those older shows. Excuse me, but uh, but yeah, it's just so cool to see live music coming back and, and fall weather's back, and I really do love this time of the year. As a kid growing up, I loved the winter growing up in the Midwest. I was like sad if we didn't get snow on Christmas, and now I'm like forget the snow, man. Like it's pretty to look at, but I can go into somewhere that's got fake snow for their Christmas display. And, you know, it's, it's different when you're an adult, you got to drive in it and go to work and you got to get up earlier and scrape your car off and let your car warm up. I mean, I, I remember one day quick aside where I went, uh, out to clean off my car because I had to go to work and my door was literally frozen shut. Like no joke door was completely frozen shut and then you got to be careful because you're like, if I dump some warm water on this thing, I don't want my window to crack. So I had to like be careful and get it in like the door sill where like, you know, the the weather stripping is to make sure that I could try to get my door open and get through that layer of ice. It's crazy. So all that to say, man, that uh, I'm really excited that it's the fall. My beloved Lions lost again, man, the Detroit Lions. But you know what? Again, I, I will keep saying it. I hope they keep rolling with them. I love Dan Campbell. I think he's a great head coach. 
you could see his emotion in that press conference when they lost to the Minnesota Vikings last week, man, that uh, how much he cares and how hard those guys play for him. And Cincinnati kind of kind of gave him the business in this last one, but they're good. You know, the, the Bengals are tough. So they'll get there, man. They'll get there. It's all about leadership. And if you have the right guys in the locker room who want to keep it going, man. And, uh, you know, I'm a loyal dude, man, when it comes to my sports teams, when it comes to my friends, my family. I'm a loyal guy. I stick by the ones I love. And speaking of loyalty and family and sticking by the ones you love, this week's guest is none other than UA The Duo featuring Slow Mo and Wally. They are actually brothers out of Utah. They're originally from the SoCal area. And uh, these guys are just incredible hip-hop artists, man. They, they both have their own flows. As you guys will hear in this conversation, they both mix you know, their own unique styles and a combination of all the things that they loved growing up, you know, from West Coast rap to East Coast rap, you know, Southern rap, you know, they, these guys can bring you more wavy stuff. They can give you more boom bap stuff. There's, there's several songs of theirs that I like. Two Letters, On Me, uh, Bricks with Skippa the Flippa, All Gas, Envy, Kodak with Crunchy Black of 3-6, you know, these, these guys are really putting in the work. They released their album, Bud Brothers, in 2020. They've released numerous singles. In September, they dropped a new song and a video, I believe, in association with that song every single week, man. So these guys have really been putting in the work. Their latest single is is awesome as well. And I just had a great time talking to these guys just about uh, that family connection that not only they have with each other, but just in their lineage, the music being in their blood and uh, it was really cool just to just to get to know these guys better, hear more about their story, hear more about where they came from, and just their love for this man. And you see it, you know, uh, from the following that these guys have built online through their social media accounts, not just Instagram, but YouTube, like I said, dropping music videos, uh, the work that they're putting in, and I think the respect that they are continuing to garner amongst their peers and amongst rap fans. It's just... Uh, Really a sight to see, and it was a privilege to have him on the show. So without further ado, I'm going to shove my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with UA the Duo out of Utah. Here it is. All right, y'all. Wally, slow-mo, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Like we were just talking before we got rolling officially. Um, I've been able to connect with a lot of really cool artists through social media. You know, I feel like uh, there's a lot of vitriol. There's a lot of nasty stuff on social media. But for me personally, in the last year with the pandemic, man, I've I've been able to connect with a lot of dope artists like yourself. So thank you, first of all, for reaching out and for taking the time, you guys. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to have you on. Thank you, man. Likewise. appreciate it, too. Now, for you guys, man, I'll let you know from Jump that – I always do my homework, man. I, I, I was a, a studious student back in the day, and I, I don't like to waste anybody's time when I do these podcasts, man. So, you know, listening to, to your guys' music, I will tell you just, just right off the top, like, Two Letters is my jam. I think that's probably my favorite one from you guys. That, that one just goes hard. Uh, I really love TDR, um, On Me, Bricks, and that, that was the one you guys did with uh, Skip It a Flippa, right? Correct. Um, yep. And then all gas envy and then Kodak with, with crunchy black from, from three to six. So those of your catalog, I, I would say those are my favorite ones, but um, man, you know, 
I know you guys come from a musical family, uh, and I know you have an older brother who who's into music as well, who's a few years older than you guys. But um, I kind of want to take it back to your earliest musical memories because I know like your grandpa plays guitar, right? You you have uncles who are into music and stuff, so I know you guys were around it growing up. But uh, for right, you guys right. personally, what uh, what's your earliest musical memory? And then and then what attracted you to to hip hop? You know, with all the genres that exist, what what was really the the artist or the song or the moment that got you guys going down the rabbit roll rabbit hole with uh with hip hop music? Wow, great oh, question, that's bro. A good question. Uh, I'll tell you mine, and Wally can tell you his. Uh, yeah. But for me, it's it was it was actually when I was bunking rooms with my older brother. He was about 16 at the time. I was right around 12, maybe. And uh, I remember he came in. It was it was late as fuck. They were rowdy as hell. So I got up, you know, to see what, what was going on. And he was with a couple of his boys. And I remember one of them started beatboxing, like dope, bro. And he started doing the scratches with his mouth and, like, started adding in all the effects. And... I, I remember one of his uh, one of the homies that was with him started rapping over it. As, and I didn't realize it because I was laying down. I was just listening because I had the top bunk. Yeah. Um, but I never realized they were recording the whole time. They were having like a studio session. So I heard them play it back and I was like, man, what the fuck? Like, is this how they oh. do it? Like, <laughs> and and then I just kind of was seeing it from behind the scenes, how it was being done. And I was like, man, it's so fucking dope. And ever since then, bro, it sparked my interest. Anytime my brother would leave his computer on or unlocked, I'd fucking creep up in there and I'd try <laughs> to mess with his programs, you know. And I was just doing anything I could to, like, try to mess around with it because it really, it really got my interest going. And ever since then, bro, since 11 or 12 years old, I've, I've loved it, man, and I and I still do to this day. That's awesome, man. So, how old are you now? If you don't mind me asking, I uh, just turned twenty-eight, bro. So twenty-eight. Okay, so sixteen been, years. Yeah. It's really been a love for you, then. Yeah, man. Still hasn't gone away. So I think it's it's the real deal. Facts. What about you, Wally? Uh, for me, bro. Well, he is my older brother, Slomois, and then our oldest brother, Murda. I would say I just soaked it in from both of them. You know, every younger, every younger gen looks up to the older gen. So for sure, it's just, it's kind of just bound to happen. But like, I remember, you know, our oldest brother bringing us into his studio. He used to have it in the basement of our, you know, first home we moved to here in Utah. And he had me come and do a, a tag for his song, like the intro tag, like the beat tag. And I was small as fuck. I'm, I mean, I'm not that tall now. I'm like 5'8", but I'm 24 now. And I was maybe like 9 or 10 years old when he brought me in. And I wasn't even tall enough to reach the mic because he had it hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Um, so I had to stand on shit <laughs> to even like, because I was so little. Yeah, and he, yeah. I think they brought him a stool or something. Yeah, I was sitting. I was standing on something. And he was like, just say this. And it had a swear word. And I remember when my mom heard of the song, she was like, is that you swearing? She even like called me out on that shit. But, 
but it was, you know, I, I kind of just said, fuck it. Like my brother's asking me to do something for his rap song. Like that, I thought that was so sick. And, you know, so since early I had a love for it too, but I didn't start until I was like maybe 16 as far as like me rapping. So okay. it took a, it took a long while, but I ended up hitting Mo up and then we linked together after a bit, even though we're brothers, we, you know, we became a group. Yeah. And then we haven't stopped ever since we clicked up as far as a group goes, you know? Yeah. Cause I saw it was what about, it's like 2014 or so that, that you guys have been doing like, as far as UA, the duo. Bingo. Yeah. Correct. You got so, it, bro. If for people um, listening to this, UA stands for underground ambitions, right? Correct. So how did you guys come up with that? Because I know it's hard to come up with like a with like a name. You know what I mean? Like whether you're an individual yes. artist, a group, whether you're in metal, rock and roll. I know it's hard to come up with a name. So how did how did uh, Underground Ambitions come about? Oh, man, it, it was it took some brainstorming. It really did. Um, we were going through so many different. It, like, it really could have gone any way, bro, because we were just sitting there like, all right, what describes us? Like, what is. And back then, when we started, we did have more of that backpack rap sound. It was a little more boom bap. Yeah, more um, underground. It was, it was very, like, early 90s East Coast, heavily influenced type of rap. Golden era type shit. Golden era rap, yeah. And uh, so we're like, well, we're underground as fuck, you know? So I'm like, well, we'll have to throw underground in there, you know? So, because that's what we were. We were just underground. And... And we were like, what goes good with underground? Like, we were just sitting there, bro. And and we're like, well, we're ambitious as fuck, you know? So I think underground ambitions, I think that's going to be the way to go, you know? I think, we're, we, we're underground. Honestly, I think we first said ambitions of the underground. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then we thought that sounded we're like, too underground. We're like, <laughs> nah. We're like, nah, that's not that's, and we're like, it has to be simple. And then we're like, all right, underground ambition. And that's where the UA came from. Yeah. Uh, shout out our older brother. He did our first logo. And he's the one that did the UA. And then yeah. on the bottom, he put underground ambitions. So it was from the get UA underground ambitions. Uh, and then when we rebranded, then we finally shortened it to ua the duo a little bit more to the point easier to remember yep yeah that's cool though man i I like that i'm always i'm always curious about the genesis of like the band names and everything like the beginnings and um and just building on that for you guys you're from uh southern california originally right yes correct so obviously you guys mentioned the east coast and the boom bap Mm -hmm. and stuff but the the west coast has a lot of hip-hop history as well you know um i you know and, and even even kind of little little on well no i would say i mean it's not genre wise they wouldn't classify themselves as hip-hop but there's hip-hop elements but like i love pod payable on death and you know sunny sandoval and all those guys from san diego so where did you guys uh what part of southern california were you living in and um musically what what was it like at that time when you guys were living there ah good question we were uh we're we're about a about an hour south of la in ventura county Okay. Uh, Santa Barbara and like all that's there, but we're from a town called Oxnard. It's a smaller, smaller area. Anderson Pack is from there. Anderson Pack is from there. He's the he's the one that made it made it known finally. Oh, cool. Uh, signed by Dr. Dre. Heck yeah, man. Uh, 
but yeah, the the West Coast greats were always around. Dre, tons of Exhibit, tons of Ice Cube, tons Snoop. of Snoop. Uh, they were just they were just around, you know, and and so those were just kind of like the regulars. Like you, there was just no way that you could not listen to those guys. And then everything else was extra, big timers, outcasts. And so they would kind of trickle their way to our area as well. And that's kind of where those influences came from. Um, and then the East Coast rap that I actually got into that later in my teen years. Okay. Uh, like as I started to, you know, see what else was out there. Brother Lynch was a big one for me, you know, um, so there was definitely a lot of influences and a lot to choose from and a lot going around all the time where it was just like, you just couldn't get away from it. You know, you were bound to listen to it at yep. one point. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, if you're, if your brother, you said, you said he's five years older than you five, six years. So he's, yeah. he's probably like my age and like 20 years ago, I, I mentioned this on a couple, couple of podcasts with, with other hip hop artists, but um you know, I, I kind of come from more of like a metal background. You guys mentioned your oldest brother being an influence on you. My oldest right. brother is pushing 40 now. And in the mid nineties, he was super into, you know, Metallica, you know, Guns uh, N' Roses. Guns N' Roses so, is shit. Yeah. So, so I, I, um, I wanted to be like him, you know what I mean? So I, I started sure. getting into heavy music and then I kind of found that that was a music that just spoke to me the most. But when you mentioned Wally, the golden era of hip hop, like the early nineties, when yeah. I got into college, that's what I started to, to get into and, and kind of broaden my horizons beyond just like metal and rock. And really what I loved about it, you know, was like the storytelling element of it. Yeah, you know, I just oh. felt like Tupac, Biggie, tribe and, and all the groups back then there were so rock many great groups you know what i mean yeah rock him like i just felt like those guys like it was like poetic the way they would tell a story in a song Seriously. you know what i'm saying big daddy yeah. king can't forget big daddy king hey but yeah one that one that the kind of mind blew me back back in those times was uh immortal technique man i remember listening to him for the first time and he was like that was bars and the storytelling like fuck dude yeah so for you guys how much of those elements do you try to mix into your sound i mean obviously everybody's got influences i feel like both of your flows vibe together really well like when you hear each other come in you're like oh that's slow-mo that's wally like you guys definitely have your own vibe but um you know you mentioned that east coast influence and then obviously the west coast influence in the midst of that and then and then at that time too and like the the early to mid 2000s you had the whole southern scene that was popping off too you know yeah, what i mean wow. you know yeah. nelly out of st louis and then you had the whole atlanta scene outcast cash money millionaires from you know down south what like new orleans you know what i mean um no limit yeah no limit so uh for you guys Man. with with all of those different sounds and influences you know, where did, where did you guys kind of find yourself in that when you guys started to rap in terms of your own lyrical style and maybe some of the elements that uh, you were influenced by? Man, that's a great question, bro. You, That's perfect. Because for me, I'll answer real quick and I'll let Mo throw in his part of it. But like the fact that we listen to so many guys like No Limit, you know, Master P, C Murder, like the whole No Limit camp um three six mafia that yep. more southern people outcast the lyrical guys big pun big l r.i.p like 
Scarface. Scarface, the Southern rappers, um, all the West Coast rappers we named earlier during during that conversation. Like, we just stick to our Cali roots when we want to, you know, when we want to go down that route, we know we can because we're from there. So it like comes as a second nature. Yeah. But we're also like, we always say we're a little more uh, influenced by Three Six Mafia. So we really like that, you know, that sound. It's just like so it's like so hard and you can just turn up to it. But at the same time, we're so comfortable where we're at now that we can incorporate other lanes now, like chill shit or wavy shit or serious shit where we open up a little more. Like it's due to, it's due to the, the things that we've grown up listening to. Like we kind of just incorporate it in our own way, but that's pretty much how our sound came to be. It's just from everything we've learned and we just kind of, always want to be unique and not really copy what's been done before, but maybe improve on it or just do it in our own way. Right. And that's pretty much what brings us to where we're at now, as far as where UA is at now. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Spot on. That's cool, man. Cause yeah, I know it's always like, it, I feel like it happens in every genre, right? Like, um, like just being a metal fan, like when you, when you had corn that came out, like they and those dudes listen to hip hop. Like there's 808s in their sound. Like, especially if you go back and listen to early corn and even the Cypress Hill, like the ring, you know what I mean? Like you can, you can hear them doing that with their guitars and they took yeah. seven string guitars and down tuned them to get that low end. And then all of a sudden it, it birthed the whole new generation of musicians that got influenced by that. But I, you know, that's, that's why I like to ask that question because it's like, it's not like you're biting off anybody, but we're all influenced by something. And, and like you said, right, Raleigh, right. it's it's taking those influences and trying to make it your own or even try to elevate it. And you mentioned the different vibes that you guys have in your sound. Like, that's what I really like was like uh, the piano, you know, in, in some of your stuff, like, you know, and then it'll go in and get it'll get hard. Like, to me, that was really cool. Or even like uh, ambitions, how it kind of starts out real slow and then you guys get into it shouting out your grandma and i'm like yes like the family yeah. stuff, you know uh, that's important bro we do it subtly but like in where to the point where you can enjoy it and like kind of even maybe relate you know yeah for sure and i relate to that because just i mean for me like i always say i'm nothing if not loyal like family is everything to me my good that's friends like if i'm if i'm with you i'm 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 with you till you turn your back on me you know what i mean and even, right. even when i meet new people like i'm always going to my hand out and uh try to try to shake your hand first and if that person walks away i feel like hey that's on them like i'm going to try to be cool with with the people i i, I meet you know what i mean um facts, man. That's but facts. but i really like the family element of your of your guys' sound and so you know talk to me about that transition going from california to Utah, you know, obviously there's a lot of, a lot of hip hop history in California. Now you guys are in like the Salt Lake city area. Right. Um, right. Right. I'm sure two, two very different cultures, just outside looking in, I'm sure. Like talk right. to me about one, that transition. And then also just, uh, just the, the, the music in your family, you know, your, your uncles, your grandpa, you know, guys that, you know, I've heard you, you mentioned before and just being around them in addition to your brother. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. So with with our our uncles, they were very traditional. Uh, they were more of the ballads, the Spanish ballads with the with the uh, acoustic guitar. Okay. 
And so sometimes, you know, if they ha- have enough drinks on them, they'd whip that guitar out yeah. and they'd all just start going in on songs that they would know, you know, classic, classical Mexican music that were just kind of those ballads, you know, with the guitars. And so they were very vocal and they, you know, were of course on that deeper tone, but they, they all had good, good vocals, man. They, and my grandpa, not, not to mention my grandpa, Wally witnessed them, you know, live. Yeah, I pulled uh, up. We went to Mexico for the first time, bro. It was my first time going ever. I went with my mom and with my dad um, just to see, like, where they grew up and stuff. It was really dope seeing that shit. Yeah. Because um, we had only heard about it, man, for years and years. Like, we had only heard stories. They so. would always tell us, like, oh, yeah, your grandpa. You guys get it from your grandpa. He loves to He loves to make music. He loves to sing. And Wally yeah. got, to, got to see it. Yeah, man, it was dope. I got to spend some time with them for like a month. I was out in Mexico for like a month. It was fucking humbling, super humbling. It's uh, it's nice to get in touch with my roots, bro, for sure. Because at that point, you know, I hadn't experienced it. So to be there firsthand and like really live it, it was it was dope. I got to meet a lot of family that I had only talked to on the phone. You know, yeah. mom's always like, hey, here's so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, damn hey, what up? You know, I'd just be like on the phone talking to them, but I didn't know them, you know? So it was, it, it's just kind of something we grew up doing, but to the, but to the, to the point, I'm glad I got to meet them actually in person. And they remembered all our phone conversations and all that shit. So doing that for a month, man, really dope. Got to spend time with our grandpa firsthand after our mom, you know, relating that our music to him and stuff like that. Like it's in our blood. He pulled out the guitar took a shot and he just started playing and fucking started singing with my mom too it was like really great experience bro so to really connect that to how we are in our music even though we don't necessarily do like classic latin music you know but just to know that the musical roots run that deep and that shit is that shit is inspiring it's dope that's awesome, man. I think it's cool to, to actually get to see where your family lineage started. You know, like me, one of my bucket list trips, my uh, great grandpa on my mom's side came over from County Mayo, Ireland, on the West Coast of Ireland uh, oh, when wow. he was like 19 years old and, uh, you know, built a life for himself here. I think he um, I think when he came to Ohio, he was like maybe 19 years old. And I think he came with like one of his sisters or one of them was already here. But but like you Damn. said, you hear stories about like his dad was a fisherman. I think he drowned at sea. And it's just like you, wow, you think about bro. the stuff that that you consider to be your problems here. And you're like, man, we, we have no idea what, how hard life was back in the day. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? I, we, we totally relate because even our grandma, my, our, our dad's mom, she's always like, your grandpa's from Cuba. Like your great grandfather's from Cuba. Like, and I thought we were her just dad. Mexican. Yeah. yeah her- so I, I thought we were just full Mexican. So the fact that he's from cuba like like generations back that's crazy man i had no idea so to hear those things you know like just blows my mind so that trip to mexico wally um how long ago was that man uh that was six years ago bro i graduated class of 2015 and i went like um i had graduated and then a month went by and we went like so two months after i graduated my mom was like hey 
I think, you know, we should go. And I was like, okay, bet, you know, I'm down. And we yeah. drove, bro. We didn't even fly. Like we drove there. So got to go through the whole crossing the border experience and like, uh, you know, legally, obviously, but right. even that experience, the reverse way. Yeah. That shit was crossing it back. Was, it was something I had never experienced, man. It was really, it was really uh, different. Like right when you cross over, it's weird. Like the vibe is not USA vibe, you know, it's like a little different. So my mom's like, well, I'm glad you're finally, you know, able to see where me and your dad came from. And I'm like, damn, you're right. Like this shit is, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to experience it. So I went in with an open mind, even looking at the money. I had never seen real pesos, like, the money's all colorful. It looks like Monopoly. That shit's crazy, yeah. bro. Like, and the food and cool. the candy, man. Like, I, my, uh, you know, one of my former coworkers, shout out Carla. I, I, I trained her at, at my old job. I got to get back in touch with her, man. It's been a minute, but, but she's from. I think her family is actually from Mexico City, and I had oh, a ton yeah. of respect for her, man, because she came here. I think her aunt was here. Um, I think, I think her dad, her dad came too. Some of her family came too, but you know, bilingual busted her butt you know um legalized citizen you know and and you yep. know, one of the things that she always thanked me for was helping her you know send emails to to people when we get paperwork for the job and it, it, i just had a ton of appreciation for her because she's like one of the sweetest people and she's a hard worker and like to me Facts, when i when i think about this country man and i think about how you know we, you know unless you're native american like we all came from somewhere else you know what i'm saying no, and that's sure why right, music bro. is so powerful to me too, because Thanks, it's like, bro. you know, talking about family and you guys talking about your family, like that's what this is all about. That's what, that's what America is supposed to be, man. It's supposed to be about connecting with people and music Thanks, is one bro. of those languages that we all speak. You know what I'm saying? Universal, bro. That shit is universal. So are your I parents, agree, are I... you guys' parents, were, were they first generation or did your, did your grandparents come here too? No, they they're were all, they were first generation. First gen, bro. I mean, they're you know everyone's here. Our grandparents are here too. But our, it was, our yeah. grandma got here too. But in what in what part of Mexico? Um, what's the city where where Mexico your grandparents city. are from? They're from Mexico, Mexico city, city too. Oh, Mexico City. Oh, right on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I that that had to be so cool just to go down there and see that because I you know. Back. There's got to be part of you that's like, man, I'm I'm listening to to rap and I'm into music and our oldest brother's into music. But to see your grandpa like take a shot and play the guitar, that's like, you know, you, you it's probably one of those moments where it's like, oh, my gosh, like this is literally like in my blood, like what I'm doing. This is like <laughs> yeah, in my back, DNA man. to do this, man. Seriously, bro, it, was, it felt really good to know that the connection went that far back because, I mean, he R.I.P. He did pass away within the last like last year, bro. Um, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man no not a problem like we we just use it as inspiration to keep going you know they wouldn't want to see us down and we just we just find ways to motivate ourselves and just like try to keep growing our music and reaching new people because we notice we have this ability to actually like get real honest feedback and like people like us from like the first time like first impression you know like we went and did a music festival like two weeks ago out in Idaho. I don't know if you heard any of that in, in your research, but um, it was really dope, man. Like it was a really great experience. We got to meet a lot of people that we've had on like social media, Facebook, Instagram for a while, but we had never linked in person because they're like a state away, but 
they invited us to come do this at our first out of state music festival for independent artists. And we were like, we were one of two Utah artists on the bill, but there was artists from like, there was artists from Kentucky, from Idaho, from Cali, from just from different places, Nevada. Like it was, it was pretty dope to Montana. Yeah. There was a lot of different shit, but a lot of them had been seeing us over the years. So they were like, man, they were just showing a lot of love. Like, yo, you guys have been going hard. Like we see you, it's inspirational. And I'm like, man, hearing this type of stuff, just not from just our peers, like listeners of our music, but other creatives in kind of our, you know, same situation, just, right. just makes us want to go harder and continue what we're doing, man. Cause you know, those that we've lost uh, along the way, we don't want it to be in vain, bro. We want it to be meaningful. And like, that's the way we can carry them on is with our music, especially because yeah. they're, they're family members, man. We're talking about family and you know that as far as this conversation goes, that's really important to us. So to be able to keep them, keep them going along with our name, man, that means the world to us, bro. What, what was your grandpa's name? Let, let give him, let's give him a shout out. <clears throat> His name's Arturo, bro. His name's Arturo. 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 What was what was the biggest uh, biggest lesson you guys learned from him? Like either either collectively or individually, not even just music wise. What what's what's something about him that uh, that you want to carry carry with you as you guys go forward, just in life and in music, man? He was he was uh, just grateful for every day, man. Every day, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation. He was just happy to to wake up every day, and he was a very very um, humble and simple simple guy. He he, and he was a hard a, worker. He was a he hard worker. He owned a shoe bro. repair shop for many years, and he did that up until he retired just a few years back. Yeah, um, up until he was like seventy five, seventy six, mid seventies is yep. when he stopped working. So. Oh, wow. And he would ride his bike, you know. Every he would ride a bike, bro. He was a very active guy. That's Shout awesome, man. That's that's an art to that too, man. Um, you know, shoe repair and stuff. There's a place down the street I go to take to take my work shoes and stuff, like my dress shoes and all that. And like people who yeah. can resole or like you know, because I think yeah. the, the the trade is what is, is cobbler, right? Is the is the name like officially for correct for that, bro. Yeah. that trade? Yeah, like the that Adam Sandler movie. Like that's the Adam reminds movie. me of. Yep. So he did all that, huh? Yeah. He did, bro. Mainly dress shoes. Like you said, it was mainly dress shoes. I feel like a lot yeah. of people in Mexico wear dress shoes. So that was his main clientele, bro. That's awesome. I don't feel, I feel like people don't realize too, man, if you find a good cobbler, like you can really get a lot of life out of a good pair and especially dress shoes too, man, because it's not like sneakers, man. Like I'm a, I'm a sneaker head. Like I, that's the one thing I splurge on. I got like 20 pairs and I'm not even saying that to like, <laughs> I'm not even saying that to like flex on anything or like, right, I, it's right. just, it's just one of those like addictions I have. And I'm trying to like, you know, stay calm on that one with the, the times that we're in, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, dress shoes are, you know, you know, I don't, it's not news to anybody yet. It's, it's hard breaking in a pair of dress shoes. So once you break them in, it's, you know, if you can find somebody who can resole them or keep them clean for you, like that's huge, man. That's, yeah. that's awesome. And I feel like skilled trades like that with our generation, you don't see that as much like, you no. know, True. And I feel like if you if you have a skill like that, whatever it is, like, you know, or even even um, 
like records are coming back now. Like, I don't know if that's something that you oh, guys yeah. have ever, ever thought about with your releases, you know, trying to do vinyl or if I you have, have done bro. vinyl, but you know, I that stuff's making those. a huge comeback. I would, I always tell slow-mo bro. Cause I listen to a lot of Griselda records. I don't, I'm sure you Conway, Benny, West side gun, like they're really into vinyl. And I always tell Mo like, bro, what if we do alternative, alternative music again, like vinyls, cassettes, Bro, I even found I found an Instagram page that does custom Game Boy Advance cartridges, and they fill them with your music, bro. So you, that's but awesome. you need it, but you need a Game Boy Advance or a, or a normal Game Boy. You know, I used to have one. Yeah, the one the one that I need didn't it back. Have, the one that didn't have the backlight screen, and the Game Boy Advance SP. They both play them, but you can put video videos on those GBA cartridges and audio. And people found out how to put like very low quality versions of their music video. But I mean, it's the nostalgia in it, you know, the low quality and shit from back then, the eight yeah. bit, 16 bit. So it just <laughs> makes, it makes it look very retro, but it's your music video on there, your songs on there. And you just, you can only play it from a Game Boy. But I mean, that sounds cool in itself. You know, that's a pretty awesome idea. So I've thought about putting out music in different ways other than just digital streaming uh, as far as for our group ua so it's definitely in mind man that's awesome man yeah yeah and speaking of like you know just building on that theme you mentioned being in idaho for that musical festival and connecting with artists like you guys have worked with with a lot of different people over the years i mean we talked about three six you guys did uh kodak with crunchy black you've you've worked with um jared benton who was an xxl freshman uh, Correct. the songwriter speaks um and he yes. and, and just today i mean this, this podcast will come out um in october but as of recording this today you guys just had a new music music video for light sounds that dropped with uh henry the drip who's also out of salt lake city too right um, that is correct, bro. Yeah, correct. So talk to me about, I mean, obviously you, you guys are easy to talk to, man, and I'm loving this conversation, but just talk to me about developing these relationships, you know, especially, um, and I'm sure you've been asked this before, but just, just for, for other kids out there who are getting into music, whatever genre they're in, you know, to be able to get at somebody like a Crunchy Black or a Jared Benton, you know, Henry the Drip, you know, talk to me a little bit about, uh, those relationships and, and, you know, building those collabs. And even as you guys are doing a song going, Oh, you know, maybe so-and-so would sound cool on this. Yeah, man. That's a great question. question. I'll I'll let Mo go in and then I can touch on that. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's really easy to, when you first start to either get discouraged or, or just be really optimistic and, I guess it just comes to timing, you know, like if you're going to reach out, just make sure you're either ready to pay up or you have a good catalog and a good resume behind you to be like, Hey, look, this is, this is what we're doing. This is what we have going on. We'd really like to, you know, make something happen with you. Yeah. Um, And at that point it makes it a little bit easier if you have a good resume and and if you're ready to pay, then at that point you can get really good artists' attention, you know, because at this point uh, we realize that is a it's a business first. Yeah. Uh, once you get to a certain level uh, and then the love for it just kind of comes second, unfortunately. Uh, and so the quicker you get past that, the quicker you can start moving forward into the industry. Um 
otherwise you're going to get heartbroken a lot and you're just going to get upset a lot if your expectations are up here when they're really should be down here, you know? So usually, um, and luckily the way that we've done it is, uh, with crunchy black, we found someone that we, that knew him, you know, and, and we kind of approached it that way. And we're like, Hey man, see if you can put in a good word for us, you know, and, and it worked. So I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and with Skippa, we, we kind of, we kind of timed it correctly because we knew he, uh, had just left the label. So he was on his own. I was such a huge fan of him too, bro. I'm the one that would keep close tabs on him. And, and he noticed that, you know, he was just kind of doing stuff on his own by, by himself. And so we reached out, you know, on a limb and again, dude, fucking work. He reached back and gave us his number, called us, you know, and we talked to him about doing a song. And then next thing you know, we were doing the song with him. And then Yeah, man. And same thing with Jaron, you know, when yep. when we worked with Jaron, we saw that he was he was nearby and we hit him up and he was out in Colorado, bro. He was out show. in Colorado and we're like, man, you know, it'd be dope if we can get him on a song. We'd even would we where he was at, it was like eight hours from here. Yeah. So we're like, we'll fucking drive out there if we have to and shoot a video with him, you know? And and again, and we, we were fans of him, bro, because of Hobson <clears throat> and Funk Volume and the whole label. So yeah, it was dope. It was dope to be able to get him on, and he responded again on a limb. We reached out, and next thing you know, we got a hold of his manager, and we asked for an eight bar verse, and we got a. I'm pretty sure we got a twelve to sixteen bar. Verse I think he gave us like a sixteen bar verse. Pretty sure bro. he gave us a sixteen because he really liked the beat that we sent him. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. The whole, so he just decided to rip it, bro. He ripped that shit. Bro. He snapped, bro. He really snapped. Uh, and that that song is gonna come out soon. Yes, uh, it is. As coming. Well, so keep an eye out for that. It is coming soon. Facts. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it because yeah, the the Kodak was sick with Crunchy Black, and you guys did a music video for that too, right? Yes. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Crunch, man. He kind of pushed for it. Uh, he he luckily he really liked the song that that we did with him and he's like we have to do it we like we can't lose the momentum and we're like well what if we wait a few months you know because we're like trying to save up and and he's like no like it can't wait that long like it has to be soon yeah and we're like well and and we thought we were under the impression that he lived in las vegas which is only like five or six hours from where we live yeah, yep. and we're like, well, that's not. We'll drive out there, you know. And we're like, all right, let's do it. And and he's like, all right. I'm like, you're in Vegas, right? And I just kind of wanted to confirm. And he's like, no, I'm in Chicago. And I'm like, fuck, that's we had never been to Chicago. Longer. That's like a two day drive for us. Yeah. Um. So we, you know, looked up plane tickets. We flew out there. Yeah. And and we kicked we kicked it out there for about a week. Crunch took us around, took us to some good spots to eat. Dude, that's crazy. And we shot the video. <laughs> bro, it's where it's it's Southside Chicago, bro, where Kanye grew up. Yeah, we were wow. in Southside Chicago. They told us where not to go. That's for yep. sure. They told us they not told to go to where to, they told us not to go to O Block where Chief Keith is from. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they told us to stay out of there. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, man, I, I love Chicago. That's a great, that's a great uh music city, sports city, yep. um, you know, food city. It's very so, influential. It's very so good. It's so fast paced. So we were driving out there and bro, the light would barely turn green and they were honking at you already. Yeah. We're like, what <laughs> <Yeah>. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, man, like, that's a go, city if you go. if you live in, man. Um taking taking the L is I think is key, man. Like to, to have the train, like a buddy of mine was was living in the in the burbs a little bit. And he was like, dude, when I used to work in the city, he would get up, I don't even know, like five in the morning. It would take him like well over an hour getting into work every day, getting home, like just that grind. But, um, but yeah, I, I've heard Southside, you know, even when, even when we were there, you know, like that was like the area that, you know, is, is more gnarly, you know what I mean? To put it, to put it mildly. Bro, you know every what I mean? one of our Uber drivers kept asking us why we were staying there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He would like look back and he's like, you guys are in, we were in Harvey, just Harvey, in Chicago. case anyone knows Harvey, Chicago, we were in Harvey. Yeah, and he's like, bro, if my gas light is on, and I need to pump gas, he's like, I drive past Harvey and I pump gas in the next town over. I don't stop in Harvey. Oh wow! And I was like, what? <laughs> and and I and so that's how bad he said it was. And I was like, what the fuck? But my mom, like, bro, my mom, my mom put it in a funny way. In Spanish, there's a saying called. Uh, La Boca del Leon, which means like you're right in the lion's mouth, bro, in that area of Chicago. Oh man, yeah, man. Well, that I think that's sick though. That Crunchy uh, spent time with you guys too, you know, because it's one thing, like exactly. you said, you know, it's a business to be able to even to even have somebody do a feature is awesome, yes. right? Or, or or to do a track with them is awesome, but yes. to do a music video because I watched the music video and you could tell like he's into it, like you know, you guys are all hyped in the music video, like. To spend time with him like that, I mean, you know, uh, slow-mo, you talked about it being a business, but what did that mean to you guys growing up, you know, listening to 3-6 to to be able Uh, to work with somebody like that? I mean, and and were there any nerves there for you? Because I feel like, you know, one of the lessons I'm learning from you guys, and I I think that's something that's good for any kids out there listening to this, is, you know, you guys guys are ambitious. Like, you're not afraid to go after it. And even, even in my life, like, I look at the challenges a lot of it is self-imposed, I would say, like getting out of my own way, overcoming fears or anxieties and stuff. But right. for you guys right. to go out there and do that, man, like tell me a little bit more about that experience, just to have a guy that you look up to be cool to you like that and work with you like that. Great man. question, man. I'll let Mo touch on it because he's the older brother and he was really the one with the main influence. Go ahead, Mo. Yeah, I was I was on cloud nine, bro. I mean, I, I was... I was nervous to meet him for the first time, but I had talked to him on the phone a few times. He was, he was uh, like, when I would text him, he wouldn't really text back. He'd just kind of call. He's old school as fuck, bro. He would just call you back. All right, cool. And I didn't mind. I would drop whatever the fuck I was doing, and I would just, you know, answer his call because I was excited back then. Uh, And, yeah, we finally met him, dude. He came out. We right away started taking pictures and he knew he knew what we were there for so he's like yeah let's take some pictures you know and we started taking pictures started posting it online he wore a ua um, hat he wore we a took UA. him a yeah. ua hat you know he threw it on right away he took off his hat threw the ua hat on and he's like let's take some pictures we're like hell yeah yeah because he, he was wearing it in the video 
right? You all, all three of you guys. Were and on the, the, uh, the original cover art, because we updated the cover art since our rebrand. Yeah. Um, but on the original one, he was wearing the hat in the cover. That's sick. That's yeah. sick, man. It That's an dope, awesome man. experience, man. And it was just like, you know, we were like kids, man. We were just wanting to hang out with them the whole time. And, you know, we'd wake up and we'd be like, ah, I wonder when he's, when he's going to hit us up, you know, and he'd call <laughs> us. Are you guys ready to, are you guys ready to, you know, link up? And we're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, and we'd go link up with him. But uh, he, he, we did get to the point where they showed us a song that they were working on for his album. Yep. And they're like, hey, can you guys do a hook for us on this song? And they said that it was a Dre beat slash Interscope Records beat. They're like, we just got a it from them, you know. And a label it was an Interscope label beat. And uh, he, like, scheduled a studio session for us. And we, you know, went. I don't even know what part of Chicago we went. But it was hood as fuck, bro. They told me I couldn't go outside. Like, I was trying to go get some fresh air because it was hot as fuck. I was like, yo, is it cool if I go outside, you know, to get some fresh air? They're like, they all looked at me, bro. And they're like, what? You want to go outside right now? I'm like, bro, like, well, can you crack the door or something? They're like, you don't want to go outside. And I was like, all right, man, my bad. You know, I didn't know. Uh, oh, man. But. We did get to have a studio session. He like recorded it, threw it on his Instagram. Like, it was a whole like dream, bro. It really it was, was a man. dream come true, bro, for sure. It was like our first taste of what the rap life of the rap was really life. like, you know. So it was, and that was very early on. I mean, that was like a year and a half. A year after and a we half had started. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. What was what was uh, any wisdom that he imparted on you guys? Like as far as like your your takeaway with your experience with him, like wh- did he give you kind of any advice, or was it just sort of proxy, just being around him and kind of learning how he handles business? Yeah, kind of soaking yes. up game, bro. Soaking we just up soaked up. Game. We just soaked up everything we could, bro, because he's been where we want to be, you know. So, so we were just soaking it all in. He did give us tips like when we were when we were doing the music video and stuff like he would he would pull us to the side. Hey, man, don't you know, he he showed us a lot about being confident on camera, man. That was. Yep. And that's a make or break, bro. If you're a rapper and you're not confident with yourself and you could tell you people could tell. And so he was like, you got to be confident. And so I set yep. that up. I saw how he did it, and I'm like, all right, bet. And, you know, I, I know what to do now. I appreciate it. Fuck yeah, bro. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, well, in the time we have dope. left, man, um, I want to thank you guys again so much. I'll, 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 there's a couple other things I want to touch on before we get out of here. And, I, and, again, I really appreciate the time, you guys. This has been awesome talking with you guys. Thank you, um, bro. I know you guys kind of have, like, your, your own sort of underground label going on right now, right? Like, you're with uh, – you got a producer, uh, Looney got the tunes, and is it Money Mel out of Washington? You know, tell tell the people a little bit about as far as the the people that you're working with and what you guys are trying to do as far as just the UA the duo thing. Thank you, bro. That's a great question. Wow, good question. I appreciate that. Yeah, for real. We I'll take give, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Wally will give you some, and I'll give you a little some too. Yeah, man. So as far as that label goes. Um, that is our label. Me and me and Slow Mo, you know, we're the CEOs, we're the uh, co-founders together. 
and um, Money Mel was the first. Sorry, Money Mel was the first edition. Uh, me and him go back. We just go back a few years, like maybe 2012, 2013. So like almost almost a decade. Um, we were just really big in the gaming era back in that time, Call of yeah. Duty, and just like grinding hard online. And uh, me and him would just play. We would spend days on that shit. Me and him together, just in a party chat, just like having fun, just freestyling on the mics, and just like just really vibing out and shit. And then I kind of stepped back from the gaming. Um, I got into music junior year in high school. So around that time, I was like, I would hop on, show him some new shit. I'd just like play it over the headset and he would like give me feedback. But after a minute, I, I just stopped playing. And then he would still message me because I had him on Facebook and on my socials. And he was like, bro, I want to hop into music. I was like, oh, shit. He, and he's like, bro, you inspired me to hop into music because I see that you're doing it now. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, that means a lot, bro, because we're boys, you know. So for you to go out of your way and tell me that I inspired you to hop into music, like that meant a lot. So he really pretty much I told Mo who he was, how long we had been friends as far as like online, online personality friends. Yeah. And um, Mo was Mo was with it. He was fucking with it. He's like, oh, shit, he wants to do music. and he already knew we were underground ambitions and we figured we could at least show him anything we were learning um, and show him how to do like how to present himself and how to throw up the music online and how to distribute it. And like any tips we learned along the way, he was willing to soak up because he was really about getting into the music. So the fact that he took it that seriously from the get go, like that showed us because we were trying to get it and we still are that he would be a good addition to what we had going on, not by like adding him to UA the duo, but to a brand, you know, a little family tree branch, the fucking UA music group, the label side. And we can, we present him, you know, anything with his music, all the cover art say UA music group presents and just like really try to shine that light on him. And as far as Looney, pretty much the same thing. Mo could touch a little bit on Looney if he wants to hop in. Yeah, yeah. So with Looney, uh, crazy story. I his his family is actually uh, related to my wife's side of the family, and oh, wow. we didn't know it for the longest time. Uh, but Looney's younger brother, which he's the one that I knew originally, he's the one that got us connected. Uh, probably twenty nineteen, I want to say. Late 2018. Late 2018. Um, we would see each other every once in a while, and he'd be like, "Yo, man, my brother makes beats." I keep telling him about you guys, and he's like, "You guys should, you guys should link up," you know. And I, and one day I told him, "I'm like, bet, bro. I'm like, give him my number or give him my email. Have him send us something." And sure enough, he sent us a beat, and that shit was hard, bro. It was slapping, and right away we dropped the track to it. We added it to our Bud Brothers uh, EP. I believe it's track number. What track number is it, bro? Now it's under Bud Brothers the album. Bud Brothers the album. But it's called uh, Late, Late Night. Night. Yep. And it's oh yeah, that that's that one's got kind of a dope sort of um, either sort of it's wavy vibe. vibe on there. Yeah, yeah wavy, very yeah, wavy. wavy. Yeah. 
and he and that kind of reeled us in and from there we had a session like an in-person session and that was kind of it man it just took off from there and and recently we started uh talking to b Lokes. he's another producer that just joined the team yeah and now Shout him and Looney have been working really close together they've been collabing a lot and fuck man the what the the beats they're making together are fucking crazy and we haven't put out Beelokes is the one that produced mansion uh on our spotify so if you listen to mansion that's that's Beelokes the producer oh cool cool yeah that and that was a that was a cool video too that was the one you guys were were in the the car right yeah the broken down taxi yep yeah yeah that was a sick concept man well, that's cool. I, I, it's awesome that you guys Thanks. have been able to to connect with so many people, and and you're kind of getting your hands in everything. Like you guys have done the videos, um, you you've collabed with people, you know. And the, and the other thing I wanted to talk about because I know Wally, you you've mentioned um, Cypress Hill before in previous yes. interviews, but I wanted to ask you guys, man, just what's it been like to see just really Latino music in, in the mainstream and not that it hasn't been in the mainstream. I mean, especially right. hip hop, like Cypress Hill has been around forever, terror squad, you know, big pun, fat Joe, but just yep. in the last couple of years, I mean, even to see, you know, bad bunny is really, yep. you know, everywhere right now, Jay Balvin. I mean, how cool is it for you guys to see just the Latino influence really at like a, a pretty, I would say like, just like a know, outside looking in, it's it's a big level right now, man. Like a yeah. peak right now. It's finally it's finally mainstream, like you said. Um, because I feel like it was mainstream at one point, but only but it was very niche. Like you kind of had to relate to it to kind of like it, but now it's like anyone can listen to it, you know. And yeah, and it's everywhere. They did the McDonald's J. Bo- was it McDonald's and J. Bodvin? Um collab a lab where they yep. did the meal just kind of like the travis the Scott big max yeah um, and he had an air jordan one that sold out like immediately everywhere yeah. that's reselling for who knows how much right now yeah yeah man so it, it, it's really dope to see bro it it really gives us it gives us hope more than anything you know that now's if, if there's a time like now's the time man so the best time right now's the best time so that's and that's another reason why we're pushing so hard and we and we're going to continue to push hard is because we don't want to lose that window if there is a window um, right and if there isn't then you know it, it, we're, we're trying to make it happen you know that's for sure one way or another bro yeah, man. It, it, well, and you guys, I mean, um, I, I just on Spotify, I mean, I know you've been doing this a while, but just in the last year on Spotify, there's been like, what, like 14 singles, uh, the Bud Brothers album um, came out. And then you guys have had what, like three singles so far in 2021. I think the latest one was what Envy was was it that came out in June. Was that, yeah, was that the latest January single? we dropped my EP in January? We had a, a, our first project of the year as well. Yeah. On top of the singles. So yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah. have been staying busy, man. Um I guess just just in closing, I mean, you mentioned like, you know, we're talking about the Latino influence and, and you know, it sounds like you guys come from a lot of hard work, you know, uh, the family part of it. You know, how how much does that play into your relationships with with the other artists and people that you work with too, man, because you know, I feel like to make those connections and, and, you know, reaching out to people, whether it's, you know, social media, email, like, 
you guys have the courage to do it, but it also sounds like you're going about it in the right way to make all this stuff happen too. Like what, what are some of those ingredients for you guys in terms of making these connections and staying on your game the way you have? I don't know. That's a great Uh, question, bro. Hey, always, if the way that we approach it is that if we've never met someone, um, no matter how they look, no matter who they are, we show them some love, you know, Hey, it was good. You know, I'm Mo, this is my brother, Wally, where you at? So no matter who it is, you know, whoever happens to just kind of pass you be by yourself. and if they're paying attention, just, you know, be humble, be yourself. And uh, I guess don't come on too strong. You know, no one likes the person that tries to, you know, shove it in your face right, right. away that they make music and, hey, man, you know, check me out. You know, I'm, I'm the best around here, you know, like nobody, nobody likes those type of guys. You're real quick to get blacklisted if you're that way. So yeah, just, just be chill, be humble and say what's up to everybody, you know, don't be afraid to say hello to new faces just because they're not in your immediate crew or your immediate friend group, yep. you know, cause, cause that will block you from moving forward and making new connections. Cause you never know who they know or, what they know and what they could potentially help you out with because a lot of people are very giving if you treat them the right way you know so so always be ready to network if you are going to go out to an event you know if you got a show performance don't just do your show and leave you know do your show maybe watch a few sets from a few of the other artists tell them hey good job man you know kind of support them in that way and they'll yeah. notice it, believe me, and 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 they'll they'll respect you because of it. A whole and they'll be more open. They'll be more open to follow you on Instagram, you know, or do some work later on, or There's maybe invite you to a studio they might have access to, you know. So you you never know. So it's just it's it's just good to network. That's for sure. Networking is key, and being yourself. Heck yeah, man. Authenticity, authenticity for sure. Absolutely. Well, one, one suggestion I I would give you guys just because I've had them on the show and I love what they're doing too. uh, And I don't know, they might, they might even be on your radar. You might be familiar with them, but I I think you guys would probably do some, some sick stuff together, but check out the free boys, man. Have you guys heard of them out of Arizona? Free boys. Yeah. Free Free boys boys. with a Z. So, um, Kirsten, I feel like I have. um, Spicasso and Bricks, man. Uh, they just came out with a single family, man. But I've had those guys on the show too. They also have Latino uh, influence, but they're spitters, man. They're and they and they hey. really they they can spit, but they also they also mix it up. I mean, they've got a song that's got kind of more of like a pop kind of vibe to it, like an alt pop vibe to it. But you know, yeah, check out check out the Free Boys because you guys are spitters, and I feel like you respect other spitters, and all three of them can rap, Max. but. Uh, but uh, I feel like I feel like there could be like a good connection there, man. Hey, I'll, I'll send hey, you there. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll, I'll DM you their Instagram, man. But um, yeah, I feel like I feel like they, they've got their own thing going, too. But uh, they're good dudes like you guys, too. Um, Not out free, boys. Thank you, man. Not yeah, man. Well, the last thing I'll ask you guys uh, and get you out of here on this one. And thanks again so much for the time, man. I really enjoyed Thank this you. conversation. Um, you know, just with the theme of this podcast being perseverance and moving forward. You know, for you guys, man, what what's something in your life that that you're willing to share just in terms of what you've persevered through to get to the point that you are today? And that's that's made you into the to the men that you are today that you feel like would be 
you know, beneficial for, for anybody listening to this who, you know, maybe is struggling right now and whatever path they're on in life? Now that's a great question. I feel like being Hispanic, um, at least for me, being Hispanic, seeing what my parents have had to endure just to get to like a place to where they can enjoy things and like, don't have to really stress about shit. Like that really put a lot on me. So the fact that I was, you know, born here and was like a little more at an advantage than they were at, at my age, like that just made me be a little more grateful. Um, now that I'm a little older, 24 years old, I definitely see the, the key in like, in like working hard and like trying to persevere through things and like develop yourself as a good person and shit like that. So I would definitely put it on like seeing my, my Hispanic upbringing, you know, where my past came from. And that's something I feel like I've endured, but not necessarily in a bad way. I've just learned to like how to live my life with, with who I am and like really enjoy the people that care, care about me around me. And, and that's where I would put it for me. Mo can throw his in there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, being colored in the, it's tough, but for me, it's more than uh more doubt, you know, it, being doubted, uh, having people doubt you, doubting your abilities, doubting what you can do, especially when you know what you can do, um, really makes me want to just kind of give it that extra ump, you know, and I mean, going back a few years when I was first getting into this, I reached out to a radio station to try to get my music played and they shut me down and it wasn't even like, uh, no, nah, try again some other time. Like it was a pretty hard, like, bro, why are you even bothering type of type of shutdown? You know, like they oh, wow. kind of told me that like my music didn't have a chance, you know, and they big timed you big time me, man. And, and now I, I mean, we've been on multiple radio stations across the United States, you know, and, and we're still going, you know, and we, we still have intentions of getting more music on the radio. So don't let these people tell you what you can and can't do. If you know what you can do, show them, you know, and, and that saying, I mean, it gets old, but it, it's as true as can be and actions speak louder than words. And, and that's what we've been doing. And the naysayers are now saying, Hey man, good job. You know, or how'd you do this? And, it comes with the territory. So you just got to yep. keep working hard. Don't Back. give up on yourself. Most importantly. That's awesome, man. Well, you guys are inspiring me, man, to keep, keep doing this as well. Cause that's that, th- those are all things that I think about as far as, uh, you know, trying to, to get yourself out there without beating the door down. Cause, cause I'm really genuine about this. Like I, I, you know, for me, it's about connecting with people, you know, helping yep. to try to spread the word about artists like yourself and uh, share you, these man. stories, man, about Thanks, where man. people come from Thank and you. what they're doing. So, um, you know, it's 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 really something that I do because I truly love to do it. And I know you guys are doing that with your music. So um, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I'll put you, up man. the links in the podcast description uh, when this episode comes out. But uh, let the people know where they can find you and, and what you got coming up that you can, uh, you know, share the deets on whatever, whatever, whatever you can share as far as what you guys got coming up, but uh, let them know where they can find you. Mo can do a few. I'll do a few. Hey, yeah. You can find us at uh, 
you know, any social media platform at UA, the duo, and that's the letter U, the letter A, T-H-E, duo, D-U-O. You can find us on any music platform, the same, UA, the duo. And then you can find me personally at slow-mo underscore UA on Twitter and Instagram. Yep, and then you can follow me on my personal Instagram at Wally, W-A-L-L-Y underscore U-A, um, on, Inst- on Twitter as Wally Boy U-A, and you can follow us on all the music platforms that Slow Mo said, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, and let's not forget, every Friday in September, which this is coming out October, but we're dropping a music video every single day, every single Friday. So every week we'll have a new music video up for all of our listeners and new people, newcomers can enjoy. So go the back and listen to them. Four new music videos for September. Today's the first one. Light sounds. Yeah, shout out Henry the Drip. Shout, shout out, out our boy Henry. Well, we slow mo, uh, Wally. I, I really appreciate the time, dudes. Like I said, man, you, you're down to earth. You're good in my book, and, and you're welcome uh, anytime on this show. I really love what you guys are doing. Not just, not just the the rap itself, which which speaks for itself to me in the work that you guys put in in your flows, but uh, also the way you guys carry yourselves, man. Like I said, family means a lot to me, so I'm glad we got to talk about this, where where you guys come from, and how important that is to you and what you're doing. So you're welcome anytime, and let's definitely keep in touch, you guys. Thank, Thank you, man. You, it really means we a lot. Thanks it. for having us. Thanks for sharing your platform. And we will be in touch, yeah. bro. I'll DM you, you know, some of our music or upcoming, you know, anything upcoming just to keep in touch with you, bro. Sounds good, man. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Have Take care, bro. There you have it. That was my conversation with Wally and Slow Mo of UA the Duo out of Utah. Make sure you go follow those guys on Instagram at UA the Duo and also go follow their individual Instagram handles at Wally underscore UA and at Slow Mo underscore UA. The links will be in the podcast description for this episode. Wally, slow-mo, thank you so much, man, for taking the time to do this podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation, and I'm so excited to finally get this one out. And just the, the family aspect of all of this to me, you know, for, for those guys, for everybody listening to this, man, is is really cool. I think it's emblematic of, you know, really just what it what it is to chase your dreams in America, you know, to hear about their grandfather and the family connection with the music for Wally to get a chance to go down there to Mexico City and see it and and really kind of see where it all started and see his grandpa play the guitar and everything, you know, may he rest in peace. Like, it's just really awesome to, uh, to know that, you know, these things that we love you guys, these things that inspire us, these things that keep us alive, you know, whether it's music, sports, art of any kind, I just really think it's awesome that these dudes are, are, you know, pursuing their music. And even though it's not, you know, maybe traditional music like what their grandpa listened to and played, the fact that they've discovered their passion for rap at a young age and that they've pursued it. And it's really been this this family thing, even with their older brother, and that they're doing it together as brothers. That story that you guys heard 
about Crunchy Black from 3-6 Mafia and those guys getting the opportunity to go there and spend time with him and just how cool he was to those guys. Like, It really goes to show you if you put the work in, if you put the time in, if you believe in yourself, if you don't quit and you just keep going, you keep moving forward, you keep pressing forward, you work on your craft, you're not afraid to contact people and reach out to people doing it in a professional way as these guys have done with the connections that they've made, man, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It just goes to show you hard work pays off. And like I said, these guys are cranking out tons of tunes, man. I mean, in September, like I mentioned at the top of this thing, they put out a new song and a music video every single week and they're all dope, man. And, and I'm really, really excited for their future. So once again, make sure you go follow these guys on Instagram at UA, the duo at Wally underscore UA and at slow-mo underscore ua again the links for those will be in the podcast description and i'll put up the links for their music as well obviously but uh positive vibes all the way around man like i said i'm just uh i'm grateful for those guys i'm grateful for their time and i really appreciate them stopping by to do this podcast especially with all the music they're pumping out it was just a really awesome conversation and again that's not me tooting my own horn that's just a testament to those dudes and the work that they're putting in and just how down to earth and humble they are too man so Again, thank you, Wally. Thank you, Slow-Mo. And thank you to all of you. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod, on Twitter at Mike V, as in Victor, Mike V. Bauman. And the host site is March4th.Podbean.com. This podcast is available on all the major platforms like Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts. It's also on apps like Podbean, which is the host site, and Podcast Addict, Himalaya, so if you go to march4th.podbean.com, you can listen right there. But again, if you have an Apple phone, listen to it on Apple. If you have an Android phone, again, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, you name it. So I really appreciate the love and support. And if you guys would be so kind, even though I'm not the type of dude to beg for attention or beg for likes or subs or anything like that, the reality is if you go to Apple and you take the time to leave a review and a comment, it helps the show rank higher, which ultimately helps these conversations get out to more listeners and then more people find out about awesome people and awesome music like UA the Duo and what they're doing. So if you would be so kind and you enjoyed this show, tell a friend to tell a friend, spread the word, share it on your socials, and take some stakes, yeah, excuse me, tongue tied, take some time to please go to Apple and leave a rating and a review. I try to be as perfect as I can, y'all, but none of us are perfect and I get tongue tied every now and again. But if you do that, it, it helps the show rank higher and gets these conversations out to more people. And that's the goal for this man is to get these shows out to as many people as possible so we can uh, connect with people in a positive way and we can continue to let people know about new music, people they weren't aware of, and stories that hopefully will inspire them. That's really the goal for this man. So I love everybody. I appreciate everybody who's listening, whether it's family, friends, people who know me, whether you're fans of UA The Duo and this is your first episode with me, go back and listen to the back catalog, man, especially recently. Had a lot of really dope hip-hop artists on here like King Champs, Ra The Artist. Uh, we've got some some more stuff coming up that's in the hip-hop realm and in the rock and roll, you know, hard rock realm. I mean, I'm really trying to close out the year these next couple of months, giving you guys some diverse artists and people that I think you'll enjoy listening to. So I've got a little bit of something for everybody over here. So if you're in your, uh, you know, a situation right now in your life where you're struggling, maybe things look a little grim, they look a little dark. As somebody who's been through stuff myself, man, you know, in these last 
six, seven months of my life, I can just tell y'all just to keep, keep going, keep pushing through, keep moving forward. That's the message of this podcast. It gets better. The sun comes up every day. And as my guy, King Sham said, you know, we all get 24 hours. Everybody gets the same 24 hours every day, man, to be great. So utilize your time wisely. Don't dwell on the past. Don't worry about the future. Focus on the present. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And just, you know, build momentum every single day with every action that you take. Try to make somebody smile every day. Try to make somebody laugh every day. Be kind to everyone you meet. And if you put positive out, eventually you will get positive back. And that's how I want to leave you guys today. So keep the faith and be kind to one another, courtesy of Wally and Slow Mo of UA the Duo. Here is their latest single, Rolling Loud. Peace. Even I'm an 